Hi, this is Minister Linda. A word for the week comes from Matthew chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. And it reads, And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and then abide till you go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. In Matthew chapter 10, beginning with verse 5 through the end of the chapter, verse 42, Jesus gives instructions to the disciples concerning their ministry assignment. The disciples have been empowered and commissioned for a task. They are authorized to act on behalf of Jesus. Jesus has empowered them to perform various acts and duties of ministries. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus gives them their route, where they will go and how they will go. He gives them their message and credentials, which consist of power and authority. In the word of God, it says, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. That's their assignment. Their commission begins with a limitation, which, however, was only to be temporary, to preach the gospel to the Jews, the lost sheep of Israel. The time had not yet come for the opening of the door of the gospel to the Gentiles. For now, their circle of influence was strictly limited to their own countrymen. In chapter 10 of Matthew, Jesus explains to the disciples that they won't need any advanced preparation, for he will be their Jehovah Jireh on this ministry journey. Their provision of clothes and food and housing, he will provide their needs. Jesus knew that some would receive the disciples as ambassadors of Christ, and some would receive the message of truth, but some would not. To show his displeasure for those who deny the message, this is what he told the disciples to do in our focal verse, verse 14. He said, and whoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of the house or city. This is what you do. You shake off the dust of your feet. Now we know that anything that's repeated in the word, we should take heed. 
In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. In Acts chapter 13, verse 51, these same words are used in reference to the actions of Paul and Barnabas, two ministers of the gospel, who received a harsh response to the message of God during their ministry. They were met with harsh criticism and accusations of lying. Yet in spite of the opposition, they weren't intimidated. They didn't compromise. They didn't try to convince or change people's mind. They didn't make a scene. What did they do? They followed God's instructions as given to the disciples in our passage today. They shook off the dust of their feet against them. So let's stay right there. What does that mean to shake off the dust from your feet? Well, in biblical times, the, the Jews considered the land of Israel so holy that when they came home from any heathen country, they would stop at the borders and shook off or, or, or wiped off the dust of it from their feet so that the Holy Land might not be polluted with it. Therefore, the action here in Matthew, the suggestion here is that those Jews who rejected the gospel were holy no longer but were on a level with heathens and idolaters. The apostles must have no fellowship nor communion with them and not so much as carry away the dust of their city with them. Therefore, to shake the dust of any city of Israel from off one's feet signified a rejection to decline any further connection with it. And this is exactly what Jesus told the disciples to do against the non-believing Jews. May I share some insight that I receive after studying this passage. I was reminded that as believers, we do not represent ourselves. According to Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are ambassadors of Christ. Our relationship with him is exemplified by our words, our actions, and our lifestyle. We are reflections of Christ. And so, beloved, I was reminded this week that I can't join in on every water cooler conversation. I have to be mindful of what I allow in my ear gates and my eye gates. I can't watch everything on TV. I can't watch everything at the movies. I can't listen to everything on the radio. I have to be sure that when asked for that I give not my opinion, but godly counsel. This week, in your devotional time, be attentive and be receptive as you read the word of God 
so that you too may receive your rhema word. Consider this. Are there areas in your life? Are there people, places, and things that the Holy Spirit is convicting you of? That it's time to shake the dust off your feet. The word compromise came to mind in my study. When we make choices or decisions that are not biblically sound, we compromise. And knowing to do so, we're giving up something. We're giving in. Know that a little compromise leads to a great compromise. This week, let's look at this passage with a broader meaning so that we can apply it to our lives. Shake the dust off their feet against them. In our society of political correctness, know that there will be those who reject your words, your message, and your belief. People will try to stand in the way of your assignment, that which you have been empowered and commissioned to do. Know that you will not be received in, in all arenas, that sometimes you'll be made to feel like you don't belong, like you're odd, you're the, you're the odd man out. Know that sometimes your words will fall on deaf ears. But like the disciples, you may be met with harsh criticism and accusations. Why? Because of what you believe. But in spite of that opposition, don't be intimidated and do not compromise. Just follow God's instructions as given to the disciples. Shake the mental dust off your mental feet. Shake the dust off your feet and move on. This is my season. Come on, y'all.